Welcome back to Quick Bits. This is a podcast where we look at the top news stories that are going on in this country and around the world and how we can look through God's Word to give us guidance and help and understanding and how to overcome these things that is going on so we can have and live a better godly life. So in this episode, I want to talk about assaulted, being assaulted. And the news article that I have that I've pulled up today that I found is um, from Reuters, and it's uh, it's called the the title is called Minnesota Congresswoman Angie Craig assaulted in Washington. Uh, her office says so. Basically, this woman here was assaulted, I guess, uh, going to her home. So let's just read part of it, and then I'll get basically into my topic and what I'm talking about today. So, um, Washington, February 9th, U.S. Representative Angie Craig was assaulted on Thursday in the elevator of her apartment building in Washington, her office said in a statement. Um, see, her chief of staff, Nick Coe, said the Democratic congresswoman from Minnesota suffered bruising but was otherwise physically okay. Coe added there was no evidence suge- to suggest that it, suggest the attack was politically motivated. Um, the attack took place early in the morning, and the lawmaker defended herself from the attacker, Co said. The attacker fled the scene after assault. After the assault, her office added. Um, let's see, Representative Craig uh, uh, rep- uh, is grateful to the D.C. Metropol- Metropolitan Police Department for their quick response and ask for privacy at this time, her chief of staff added. Um, let's see, how did she, oh, okay, the attacker grabbed the lawmaker's neck and also punched her in the chin. The report followed with police ads. Craig defended herself by throwing hot coffee at the attacker before he fled the scene, according to the report. So, that's basically the gist of it right there. Man, that's just crazy. Uh, It doesn't matter who you are, Republican, Democrats, it's getting a little too crazy out there with all this violence and and um, mayhem and just the things that are going on. And I guess the whole point of what I'm um, thinking about here, uh, the topic, you know, being assaulted, and it kind of gives me the example of the way um, Jesus was treated. You know, um, he was assaulted. He was uh, he was um, spit on. He was smacked and and crucified and for doing nothing. Like this woman here. She was just getting in her elevator and was assaulted for nothing. And the example I have is always, is I always look to the example of what Christ done and what happened to him and what he went through so we can uh, compare that to our lives and, you know, and how to handle these situations. So if you look at that, I mean, man, Jesus went through tons of stuff. Um, and look how he, look how he handled it. So basically what I'm trying to get is is how we can handle these things and, and what to do when these situations come up. Um, and if you think about it, he didn't do, he didn't murmur one bit. He didn't cuss. He didn't, I mean, he could have had angels come down to destroy everybody, but he didn't. He did what he was supposed to do, how we're supposed to act. He was very, very humble, a lot of humility upon himself. And, and a lot of times I don't think... We really don't do that. We, man, we are quick to fight back and we are quick to, I mean, to, to get angry and to get mad. It's kind of like, you know, our, our, our pilot light is, is always lit. The flame's burning 
until somebody, you know, cranks up the cranks up the fire. It feels like uh, sometimes I feel like a water heater, you know. That's the kind of example I have is like a water heater, the pilot light, you know, it's it's on and it heats the tank up and shuts it off and on and off. And then when somebody wants hot water, they got to do is turn the turn the valve and there you got hot water. And I guess we're the same way. People are the same way. We've got to learn not to to do that. Um, but back to the whole point of, of Jesus being the example and how he handled these things. So I just I have a I have a little bit of scripture here. I'm just gonna look at some of this. Um, but the first one is in First Peter, uh, it's two twenty one, and it says, "For even hereunto we we, we hold on. For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps." And the way he done that, I mean, he went to the cross willingly, you know. I mean, there was probably a point where, I mean, he was asking the Father, you know, you know, take this cup from me. But at the same time, he knew why he came here and what he was supposed to do, and he was going to fulfill that. And he did that, not murmuring, not regrudgingly, or none of that. He's like, okay, this is what we're going to do. And, and how he handled it was, was perfect. There was no murmuring at all. And a lot of times, that's what we do when these things come up, man. We're murmuring, and then, like, with this woman here, man, she could be murmuring. She could be kind of all kinds of things. I have no idea what's going through her mind. But when we have issues, like, I've had some of that this week, to be honest. I've had issues that come up. And boy, the first thing in my mind wants to go straight to murmuring and and just getting having negative thoughts and being irritated and, and all that. But then also at the same time, you've got to remember, nope, let's pull that back, hold up. Let's remember um, what how Jesus handled all these things, and the beautiful thing is we have God's word to help us and to show us and to, to to let us know how how are we supposed to do these things. So I'm very grateful for that. And like he said there, I mean, he left us an example that we should follow in his steps. It's beautiful. And then let's go to let's go let's show that example of what what he went through, just like this woman here did. So let's go to Matthew 27. Um, 27 through 31. So let's find Matthew. Matthew 27. We're going to look at 27 through 31. So this is basically what the soldiers and what Christ was going through, Jesus was going through at this time before he was crucified. Um, uh, verse 27. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the common hall and gathered unto him the whole band of soldiers. So must have been a lot of soldiers, a band of them. And they uh, stripped him and put on him a scarlet robe. So they stripped him down. They pretty much hum humiliated him to strip him down to, I guess, his, I mean, his underwear, his garments, whatever he was wearing underneath that robe. And when they had planted a crown of thorns, they put it upon his head and a reed in his right hand. And they bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! I mean, they planted a crown of thorns. I mean, they took basically like uh, these thorns, made a little crown, and then they just shoved it on his head. And those things poking into your... Man, you know that was not comfortable. Just imagine what that was like. And uh, Verse 30, And they spit upon him and took the reed and smote him on the head. And they beat him with that. I mean, they spit on him. And this is, this is God that I, I just can't imagine, you know, when... They stand before the Lord and, and before God, and they're like, wow, I can't believe we done that to your son. Hmm. And after that, they had mocked him. They took the robe off from him and put on his own raiment on him and led him away 
to crucify him. And of course, we know what happened after that. He was nailed to a nailed to a tree, nailed to the cross of Calvary. Um, that whole time, he didn't murmur. He didn't curse or nothing. He 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 stood there and he took that. Man, that's crazy to imagine. You know what he went through, and I know it. At times, it seems like we're, you know, things are being too harsh on us and things aren't fair and, and why is this going on and all this stuff. But we should always look at to the example of Christ and what he had done. So now I have, I do have some examples or some murmurings that went on. So let's look at, um, let's go to Proverbs 19.3. Proverbs 19.3. Let's look at, see what, what it has to say. Proverbs. I'm in the wrong place. Not Psalms. Even though I like Psalms, but Proverbs is pretty good too. Um, Proverbs 19. I think I said Proverbs. I think I wrote the Proverbs around. Sometimes I can't read my own writing, so bear with me. 19.3, it says, yeah, this is it. The foolishness of man perverteth his way, and his heart fretteth against the Lord. And that murmuring, fretting against the Lord, um, wandering and worrying about, you know, all this stuff. Why is this going on? Why are you doing this? You know, and questioning and doubting and murmuring against God. We should not, definitely should not be doing that. Um, let's find Lamentations 3, um, 3.39. Let's see if I can't find Lamentations. Bear with me. Not Leviticus. All my stars. Yep. It's going to be, every page is going to want to stick together. Uh, but anyways, uh, let's see. Man, I can't seem to, can't seem to find it. No, it's in here. Oh, my stars. I'm looking at the wrong spot. Give me one second. Hold on. Oh, wow. <laughs> Man alive. I was looking at the wrong spot. That's about right. I'm almost there. No, what am I looking for? In Lamentations 339. Wow. 339. Hey, I was close. Let's see, what does it say? Wherefore doth a living man complain, a man for the punishment of his sins? See right there, it says, for doth a living man complain. We're too much murmuring, too much complaining about the things that are, man, we should be um, joyful because things could be way worse. Trust me, look at what happened to Jesus. Um, look, like that woman, she was assaulted for nothing. A lot of times, the things that we're murmuring about is really nothing compared um, let's see. Let's look at ooh, John 6.43. Yeah, I think I can find John. John 6... What did I say? John 6.43. Here we go. Uh, Jesus therefore answered and said unto them, Murmur not among yourselves. I mean, Jesus said that. Plain as day. He said, murmur not among yourselves. <laughs> and we're just too busy doing that on a, on like a daily basis. I mean, ask yourself, how many times have you done that during the day when something doesn't go right and you start complaining about this or 
No, just be grateful and thankful that it's not worse than what it is. And I know that's hard, but we should always be moving forward and looking at the bright side and what, okay, what are you trying to show me here, Lord? What am I supposed to learn? Teach me. Continue to show me your ways. Now, I have some examples of some murmurings here that some did. So that way you, you know, get an idea. Let's go to Exodus 16.2. Exodus 16.2. Let's see. Exodus. Oh, getting close. Getting close. 16.2 says. Now this is um this is the children in the in the wilderness with Moses here. And the whole con congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. Because they took them out of Egypt, and then they were complaining about the water and they needed something to drink. There was no trust and no hope and no faith that, that they were being led. I mean, you just saw the one of the greatest things ever. The Red Sea just parted before you, and you walked on dry ground. Okay? And now all of a sudden you're worrying about water? Trust me, there's nothing to worry about. I mean, you see a, a cloud by day and a pillar of light by night to, to, to give you light and to, to your path. Uh, just like, man, how thick can you be? And you're complaining about, you know, they're murmuring. And it's it's about, you know, the water. That's what they're needing. Um, Let's look at uh, Numbers uh, 11. 1. Uh, where are you, Numbers? Ah, here we go. Numbers 11. 1. And when the people complained, it displeased the Lord, and the Lord heard it. And his anger was kindled, and the fire of the Lord burned among them and consumed them that were in the uttermost parts of the camp. So God hears when you murmur, when you're complaining about these things that are going on in your life. And some of them are nothing. They're minuscule. So with all these examples and the teachings and what uh, uh, what Jesus done for us, you know, what he went through, he set the standard. I mean, the steps, we have things to follow. Now, here's a question I pose to you. Is to do these things. When these things come up, whatever it is, murmuring, if it comes up, see if you can catch it. I challenge you this this next week. To apply these things that you have heard, that you've learned, and to apply them to your life instead of, I mean, it's easy to sit there and, and read and take notes all day, but if you're not actually using it, then what is the point of it at all if you're not actually going to apply it to your life? So I challenge you this week to apply these lessons and, and, and these things that um, Jesus done. Follow his steps and be aware of uh, those things and pay attention. So that's basically what I got today. Um, it's good to be back. I'm glad I'm able to be back doing this again and being able to, to help and to spread the word and the gospel to those are definitely, definitely are in need and, and just to help in general. And hopefully, and hopefully this helps somebody out there. So I'm going to leave it there. And as always, grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ.